0: Set. and the right hash oh, the again. That's impossible. And run Getting straight to the point, it's mock draft season. One of my favorite times of the year, I think. But I'm going to run through my mock draft. It's going to be more what I think happens, not really if I were the G. It's going to be a mix of both. It's going to be whatever I want. Uh, I think it's going to be two rounds. I'm going to try to get it done relatively quickly. I know y'all love mock drafts, but I, I personally hate when they drag on and on and on. It's not the worst thing. It's like if you want to go... Watch a mock draft or like listen to a mock draft, and you like want to get an in-depth analysis about every single player and every single pick. Then it's cool, like if you're ready for that. But if you just want to like get a light mock draft, kind of want to see what's happening, you probably shouldn't be listening or watching no mock draft. You probably should just go on like CBS and look at their most recent mock draft or look at one of the casters' most recent mock draft. But this is gonna be my mock draft. There's gonna be no trades. Because I just I not don't want to deal with that and there's a little bit too much variance and unpredictability with trades because you know, we see random ass moves all the time. Like Washington trading back their first round pick and then you know, getting a wide receiver with it when they could have just gone Chris Olave instead of Johan Dotson, but it's okay. We're gonna start at the top. I think the first I think the first six picks have been Relatively the same for me every single mock draft I do, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's just I have a hard time seeing any other route that, like, you know, any other route. Basically, keep started though at the top of the draft. Panthers pick one. I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I think a lot of people think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Frank Reich is a a guy who never really used a smaller quarterback. He likes his, you know, C.J. Stroud kind of. You, you know, he just kind of fits the Frank Reich like style. Although I don't know really much what that is, but you know, it makes sense in my head. CJ Stroud one, I think that's the has the best odds in Vegas right now is CJ Stroud at one. So I think that's pretty easy. You know he's great he's a great thrower. You know, the his big like downsides before the Georgia game I guess was he was bad under pressure and didn't really use his legs all that often. And then he had the Georgia game and you're like, well, fuck. He used his legs and he was good under pressure against the best defense in college football and the best defense in college football in the, probably the past ten years. Not counting last year's Georgia defense. Uh so yes, he just dropped one. Number two with Bryce Young, who is my QB one. I just think he's the better all around player. And yeah, he's shorter. Who cares? That's, that's all I got for that. Who cares? If he's still a good passer, who cares? So Bryce Young, too. I feel like that's who Houston would have taken if they're one taken, if they're number one on the, on the clock. But I think Bryce Young just kind of falls in their lap and I think they're very okay with it. They got pieces added to that offensive line. Shaq Mason for nothing. Larry McTunzel extension. They got other pieces, too. Serviceable wide receivers. They'll probably pick up a weapon in the draft. So yeah, Bryce Young. Seems like a good fit. Like I said, these first uh, these first four are the same every time. Five or six gets a little, little different, but I keep it the same usually every time. Uh, yeah, number three to the Cardinals, Will Anderson Jr., blue chip edge prospect. I mean, he's probably the best defender off the board, if you're not counting Jalen Carter. But Jalen Carter's got a lot of question marks right now. Will Anderson's just an easy pick. It feels like. He can't be bad when he goes to the NFL. He might not be incredible, but it feels like he can't be a below average player in the NFL. That's just how I feel about it. It just looks great. And then number four is Anthony Richardson, and I kind of am now convinced that this will, this can and will only be Anthony Richardson unless there's a trade to three. So Anthony Richardson, apparently the Colts love him. I mean, who doesn't love him as a play, as like a prospect? Super athletic, super athletic. But you know, Colts have also been rumored to Lamar Jackson, so you know this might not even be their pick. This might be the Ravens' pick. Who knows? I feel like that's pretty easy. Didn't have the best pro day, but it still was like it's you still like watch his pro day and you're like, wow, that was unbelievable. But yeah, he did throw a ball at the ceiling, so whatever. Uh, pick number five, for me is Tyree Wilson, the Seahawks. I just don't think they risk taking a guy like Jalen Carter. Although they do have a great culture there, I feel like Jalen Carter could really turn it around. But Tyree Wilson feels like a feels like a Seahawks pick, just a freak athlete off the edge, and they need D line. It feels like once well, they get this D line right, they could make a real push in the playoffs. And Tyree Wilson's already a great run stopper, which is something they need. He's going to have to develop as a pass rusher, but I think he'll be fine. It's hard. It it feels... I I mean, every single year the draft comes along, and you look at these players, and you're like, these guys are going to be superstars in the NFL, but most of them won't be, and that's just how it goes. Like You remember Cleveland Farrell? Everyone thought he was going to be good, although (laughs) the Raiders did reach on him. Still, he wasn't great. He was actually horrible. Anyways, number five to CX, Terry Wilson, freak athlete. Freak athletes are the move now. Number six, Jalen Carter. I don't think he slips past six. He either goes five or six. If I'm putting money on where Jalen Carter goes, I'd say five or six. Uh, I feel like the Lions have built a good enough environment where even if Jalen Carter does have some like off-the-field issues, I feel like he'll be fine. And I feel like he's got players to pick them up and like this is house money this is house money for the, for the lions this is not their pick this is the Rams pick it it feels like a crime not to go Jalen Carter when you're not even picking with your pick I know it's like a stupid way to think like oh house is money this is an NFL team but at the same time how do you not go for what was the best defensive prospect in this draft until you know the car accident issue And I I think Jalen Carter will be fine. I mean, his pro day did look really bad. He also gained a lot of weight. But I think that has something to do with the stress of the off-field issues. But I think he'll be fine. I think Dan Campbell is kind of a perfect coach for him. Because everyone says they love Dan Campbell. And I think Dan Campbell's a great coach. Although, I don't really know much about him besides the fact that players love him. So, I think getting Jalen Carter to... The Lions will put him in a good environment, so I think he'd be fine. And he's a like, he's a great like look at the tape. The tape's incredible. All right, number seven. Uh, this is a common spot for Will Levis. Obviously, I have no trades in this, and I'm. I feel like if Levis gets to, I I'd say, he won't leave the top ten. He might leave the top. He will leave the top ten in this mock draft because I don't have trades now. If I did, I probably have someone moving up. Maybe to the Cardinals, and maybe Anthony Richardson goes three, and the Colts get Levis. Trades are too unpredictable for me right now. I just want to do a straight-up mock draft as I see it. Maybe down the line, close to draft day, go with some trades once we hear some of the rumors. But seven is a common spot for Will Levis to the Raiders, but I they're weirdly in on Jimmy G. It's It's weird. The Raiders are weird. I don't think they're gonna go Levis. I don't think they're I don't think they like Levis enough to have him sit behind Jimmy G for a year. Cause like either way you look at it, Levis is gonna be twenty four. This is my problem. I mean older quarterbacks aren't that big of a problem because quarterbacks tend to go good quarterbacks tend to go into their thirties plus. But if Levis sits behind Jimmy G for a year, like say he gets like the Trey Lance treatment. His first year starting, he'll be 25, which isn't bad. But I don't think the Raiders are loving that. And that's just me thinking. I also have a weird mind where I'm all about youth, and maybe it's all the years of Madden franchise that have just stacked up on me. But I know the Raiders are in love with Levis based on reports, so I don't think they go Levis here. I think they really need to help that DB room. I think Nate Hobbs is the only one there. You know, obviously they could go tackle. Obviously. But I think this is a Christian Gonzalez play for them. They have Nate Hobbs, who's like a technical guy, stable. Christian Gonzalez is a freak. A lot of freaks in this draft, but there's a lot of freaks in every draft. But Christian Gonzalez is my CB1. He's got great tape. He's not as good as Devin Witherspoon, but he's got great tape, plus being a freak athlete. So, he's my QB? CB1. That puts Atlanta on the clock at 8. Do they ride it out with Ritter? Probably. They probably ride that with Ritter. I wish that team went after Lamar Jackson. It would be electric offense. I don't think you'd have to transition that much. I mean, you have an elite tight end. You know, it's like, oh, you can just take what you did with Mark Andrews and put it in the pits, who's arguably a better tight end. But uh, that's just wishful thinking. Obviously, Falcons weren't in on him. I think they're giving Desmond Ritter another year, so I think this team also passes on Will Levis. And I think that this is a spot for another corner, honestly. I think Devin Witherspoon to the Falcons at eight. Imagine Devin Witherspoon and A.J. Terrell on, bound, on the boundary side. Uh, on the boundary. It's, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous. I love it. I personally love the image of... Devin Witherspoon and AJ Terrell playing corner together. It's great. Devin Witherspoon has incredible tape. Didn't do anything at the combine, but why would you? He's not like. Everyone knows he's not like crazy athletic, so why would you go out there and risk draft stock? But he's got incredible tape. He's got incredible tape. So yeah, I think he's a top 10 pick in this draft. I think there's like five cornerbacks I can go around one. Maybe even more. Anyways, under the Bears. We know how we feel about the Bears. Uh, it just feels right to go Peter Skronsky. Pick nine for the Bears. Like I said before in the previous episode, he just, its for the offensive line of the Bears, it's just best players out there. And Peter Skronsky can move around at will. So it just feels right. He's a great. He's a great. He's the best O-line prospect in this draft. I don't think he's the best tackle prospect in this draft. He doesn't have the prototypical build of a tackle, but he's got great hands, and he's versatile. And the Bears need to put the best offensive line out there for Fields and company, so that's what I got. Number 10, this used to be just an easy corner pick for me every single time, but then they brought back everyone in the corner position. Slay's back. Uh... I'm like blanking on his name james bradbury's back i think they signed greedy williams i might have to check that uh check that out to make sure but greedy williams he signed with the philadelphia eagles so i don't know if they go corner here obviously they still could this is a big trade down spot for me if i was doing trades but like i said i'm not uh, the Eagles are big believers in just sacking D-line talent. They're gonna have, they're gonna have to pay those D-lines eventually, and I think if they bring in guys to replace them, they're they're very like fine with just letting like Fletcher Cox walk or letting like a Brandon Graham walk. I don't even remember if he's back on that team. So, for me, this is a Lucas Van Ness pick. He can play multiple spots on the D-line. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, I will move him outside to edge this past year, but he played, like, interior. Interior is the right word. He was like a three-tech guy before last year, but he performed at both sides, both areas of the D line. He can kind of do it all on the D line, and it's, hes a great player. And it sucks to like be like, oh, the Eagles, man, team just went to the Super Bowl, and they get one of the better D line prospects in this draft pick 11 the titans who are just a hot fiery mess i don't know what the fuck they're doing to be honest i really don't and i'm sitting here like what do they do i know they're rolling the Tannehill, but they could go with levis do i think they're going with levis Uh, i don't know i like i said this is no trades i've said that a lot and i'm like at this point i'm like regretting doing no trades, because I'm like, Will Levis is about to fall to pick 19, spoiler alert. He's about, to, he's about to fall to pick 19. So, it feels wrong, but like, it also could happen. It, it just could happen in the real draft. You never really know. The draft's very unpredictable. There's players that probably aren't even going to be like top three, like top three round projections that are going to go early second, maybe in the, even in the first. So, it's just too unpredictable, but I'm going to do my best. And pick 11 with probably the best tackle prospect on the board, Paris Johnson, to the Titans at 11. He's huge. That's it. And they need tackles. They don't have Taylor Lewan no more, so they need tackles. With Houston on the clock again at 12. You know, they've had a lot of problems uh, just everywhere. (laughs) Now, this could be a wide receiver slot. Obviously this could be any defensive spot because God knows they need defense. But I do like what they did defensively and offensively, they've gotten some good names. Shaq Mason, one of them. I, I know they brought in defensive guys, I'm just blanking on their names, and the defense is, you know. Whatever. I I think it's I think this is a Jackson Smith and Jigba pick. It's like I don't. I want him to fall to the Packers for some reason, just because I want the Packers to break that chain of Matt Jackson, first round receiver. But as the Texans, like, do you really go anywhere else? The value is not really there. Uh, defensively at twelve. In my opinion, I mean, you have Joey Porter Jr. there, Elijah Kansas, maybe like Nolan Smith, maybe Miles Murphy, maybe. It doesn't feel like they could... Good defense. It feels like they need a wide receiver, especially with Brand Cook's gone. Jackson Smith and Jago. Pair him up with a rookie quarterback. They're gonna build a great connection for the next five years minimum. It's gonna be great. Jackson Smith and Jago is a clear wide receiver one for me. It's not even close. It's just like everyone, like Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, who were the other contenders, it feels like Jordan Addison lowered his stock at the combine. He came in at like one seventy and then ran a four five. Still a great route runner. I still think he's gonna be a first round talent. But he definitely lowered himself in terms of my rankings of wide receivers. And Quinton Johnson just, I mean, we all know, like, the downside of Quentin Johnson. He, like, doesn't play his size. He's hes very fast for his size, though. And he's, like, not great contested catches. So, it's, but those are things you can learn. And he's a freak athlete. You know, always about a freak athlete. But Jackson Smith and Jay really feels like the complete... Package right now, even though he's a slot receiver. Everyone's like, Oh, he's a slot receiver. Is it really worth taking a slot receiver that high? Yes, yes, it is. I hate to break it, dude. It's worth it. Slot receivers are in right now, they are like Cooper Cup just had one of the best, if not one of the best, wide receiver seasons of all time out of the slot. And you guys are gonna sit here and tell me that slot receivers aren't worth it. Dude can probably be an outside receiver if you want him to be, he's just gonna excel in the slot. He's gonna play the middle of the field really well. He's super agile. Like, do you see his three cone? It's like shuffle shit. Yeah, he's not a 4 4. He's a 4 5. 4 5 mid. Like, are you really gonna complain about a 4 5? That's what, like, Stefan Diggs ran. Are we really gonna sit here and tell me Stefan Diggs isn't a good receiver because he's running a 4 5? Like, ah, uh, I'm gonna work them. On the next pick. Uh, so, Texans went Jackson Smith at pick 12. Pick 13, with the Jets. It's, uh, for me, it's tackle all the way. And it's Broderick Jones for me. They need tackle, especially with Makai Becton seemingly losing the trust of that Jets organization day by day. So, yeah, they're going to go Broderick Jones. I'm not going to talk about it. It's, a ta- it's a tackle pick. Like uh, It's just, it's just going to fit what they need, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers now. We could see this pick be the Packers. Probably not, but... We'll see. Pick 14, Patriots. This is a common spot for me for Joey Porter Jr. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. They need corner. They're great at producing corner. Like, making corners good. (laughs) I mean, you look at Jonathan Jones is good. I mean, you look at the McCordies. They turned out to be pretty good. You look at Stephon Gilmore. His best years were as a Patriot. You look at J.C. Jackson. His best years were as a Patriot. I mean, yeah, he was injured this year, but he still wasn't great when he was out there. So they're good at they're good at developing corner talent. Jory Porter Jr. seems like a good pick for them. Now, Belichick is a weird. That whole staff is weird, and they might hit us with this unknown player that they're taking. They might hit us with a Cody mock at fucking pick fourteen. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I will tell you, I have a very hard time placing Bijan in this draft. I really do. So, I don't know where I'm going to put him. I'm kind of winging it on that point. So, I do think that there's a chance Bijan goes 14. I'm not going to lie with you. I'm just That's why I'm talking about Bijons. I think there's a chance. Patriots are like, fuck it, give me Bijan. I don't think so, but there's a chance. Uh, pick 15 for the Packers is Nolan Smith. Preston Smith is... Uh, It's just too questionable at that second edge spot, aside from Rashawn Gary. So, Nolan Smith, like I've said, for a bunch of players, freak athlete. Packers love that. They love getting freaks and developing them, like Rashawn Gary. He fits the mold of a Packers edge. He fits their draft plan. So, I think this is Nolan Smith pick. I also do think Nolan Smith could have gone a lot earlier. But this is just how it played out. And then... Yeah, that's about it. We'll move the pick 16 for the Washington Commanders. I think this is a spot that could be mocked with Levis, too, but I think the Commanders are strange like that, and they're sticking with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett and maybe getting their guy next next draft. Maybe that's their plan. Maybe. But pick 16, they got a lot of needs, so I think defense makes sense. And I'm going to go... See, I was thinking Brian Branch. But uh, Kendall Fuller kind of plays that role right now, and he's the only corner. It's not like they're going to kick him out to a position that he's not used to. So it's a weird pick, and it might be a little early, but <clears throat> I'm not going to complain about it. It's Deontay Banks to the Commanders. I love Deontay Banks. He's so fast. He is so fast. And his tape's not bad. His tape is not bad at all. Very fast. Very athletic gonna be very good in my opinion I think he'll be I think he has a chance to be the the best cornerback coming out of this class I really do I think he has that kind of talent he just needs to tap into it a little bit more we'll see though how it goes as we head on to pick 16 for the Steelers I start firing down these picks a little bit cuz I do want to hit two rounds start talking a little bit less about the picks Uh pick seventeen for me. I see this guy climbing up a lot of boards recently. It's Darnell Wright. I think he's a good tackle. I think he will be a first round pick more often than not in mock drafts. And I think he has a good chance of being a first round pick in the actual draft. Great player out of Tennessee. He's a just a pure power tackle. And you know that's what you kinda want out of the Steelers. That seems to be their build at offensive line. So he fits. You know, he's not the top three tackles off the board, but you can't really can't really be sitting there as an NFL team, wishing what you could have had. And then we have the Lions at 18, who I just, I think they just keep going defense. They got Jalen Carter, who's a top talent in this draft. And I think they sit here and take Ryan Branch, who's one of the better talents in this draft. And he is just a leader. And their defense needs a leader and a corner. I don't think I like their signings with Sutton and the other guy they brought in. I can't think of his name. I think Okuda's is a fine corner, but I think they still need a corner. I don't think Sutton's the answer. Brand Branch's the leader. You can also play safety. He can just kind of he can fly around the field, fly around different positions, and then uh, pick 19 bucks. Like I said earlier, this is where I have the Levis. I think. There's a good chance the Bucks actually trade up to get Will Levis if he falls past those top four picks, but I'll have him go to the Bucks either way. It, it kind of just makes sense, man. He, they need a cannon arm for that team with Mike Evans and Godwin. Uh, I like the fit. I do. It's just a feeling, you know. I like the fit a lot, so that's where I'm going to have him going. Pick 19 of the Bucks. Now you got pick 20 of the Seahawks. And I have Klaja Kansi coming off the board. This is a team that needed They didn't need D-line help, but they definitely could have used it and Tyree leaving a draft of Tyree Wilson and Klaja Kansi You got to be pretty happy because you have those two players, right? And yeah, they're a little bit raw But you're sitting there like and it's like now it's up to our staff to see if we can make them to there they have all the talent in the world they've all like the intangibles in the world. You just need to turn them into good players and they're already good players. So they just need to be great. They're both, you know, we know we know who they are. Uh, pick 21 to the Chargers. Mm, it's a tough pick cuz it's this team is weird, right? They're weird. It feels like maybe Ryan Steger and it's probably where they're mocked to a lot. I have a hard time seeing them go Quentin Johnson. It just, I don't know, it feels like they made that mistake with Mike Williams. Although, they're not, obviously, not the same person. But they're similar play style. Not a similar play style, they're just a similar size. Mike Williams is more of a jump ball guy where Quentin Johnson can be. He can be. But weirdly enough, I think I'm going to do it. No one knows what I'm talking about, but I think I'm mocking B. John Robinson at the Chargers. Hear me out. I think Austin uh, Eckler gets moved, I really do. I think he gets moved by the start of the season. And I think they're just gonna say, fuck you Eckler, we're drafting Bijan. you're gone. Bijan, like, there's no crazy immediate needs for them, that they need wide receiver. That's like what PFF has their top need as. They still have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, they're injury prone receivers, but when they're on the field, man, if they're talented, and they still have Josh Palmer who I really like. I don't necessarily think they need a receiver. I know I know they do. Okay, they do. Hear me. Out. I think they need a receiver. Because Keenan Allen's slowing down. He doesn't he didn't look like Keenan Allen last year. Not numbers-wise. He put up good numbers, but he just looked slower out there, even though he's not that fast. He didn't look as sharp. Mike Williams is always injured. So yeah, you need another receiver, but I think you can get by and just pick up probably the best offensive talent in this draft. That's not a QB in Bijan Robinson. He's a great pass catcher. There you go. There's your wide receiver. He can play slot. And shit, if you keep Eckler, like I, this is me assuming Eckler's gone. If you keep Eckler and you still draft Bijan, like you still have the scariest backfield I've ever seen. So I think this is just a win for the Chargers. He's just an offensive weapon at that point. He shouldn't even be listed as halfback. Of course he should be. But he should be halfback slash utility. he's just going to be a utility guy for them He's just going to play an Austin Eckler role which they kind of need but i think he's a he might not be better at catching the ball than Austin Eckler but i think he'll be better after the catch than Austin Eckler on to the Ravens i said i was going to kind of speed through these picks i will speed through the second round and kind of just give my little bit of two cents but uh i have the Ravens scoring Quentin Johnson I'm assuming they they kinda keep Lamar. I did talk about Lamar being on other teams, but you know you need a Lamar to you need to get Lamar a weapon. He's got Mark Andrews and then it's just a mosh pit of random ass receivers. Oh Nelson Aguilar. Sorry. The goat. My bad. Yeah, this is a quint jones. This is a wide receiver pick. Just no matter how I look at it, even if Lamar's not on the team. Vikings at twenty-three. There's been rumors around Jerry Judy coming to the Vikings. I don't think that that happens. I still don't think they go wide receiver here. they got too many needs. They're losing a lot of defensive talent. Uh, I'm going to have Brian Broussey going to the Vikings. He's just going to fill the role that Dalvin Tomlinson is leading. I think they can develop Brian Broussey well. They seemingly developed some good D-line talent in the past. It feels like they can do it again, Brian Broussey. A little bit raw, but who cares? Uh, Pick 24, the Jags on the clock this is a defensive back pick a lot of the times for me it's also a spot for o-line and i think that's where i'm gonna go i'm gonna have osiris Torrance coming off the board to the jacks just you know gotta help out their two studs and etn and trevor lawrence and what better way to do that with the best like pure guard in the class now we're going to pick 25 of the giants it's been a weird I've been doing mock drafts for a very long time already this year. I've probably done 30 mock drafts. And I feel like I have Jordan Addison going to the Giants every single draft, no matter what. Even when Jordan Addison looked like the wide receiver one, I wouldn't have the wide receiver going until Jordan Addison went to the Giants. He already feels like a Giant to me. I don't know, it just feels like a Giants receiver. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, now we get on to the, the Cowboys, who... If Bijan fell, I also maybe would have had him going here. But I am actually going to have the first tight end come up the board here. you no longer have Dalton Schultz. I know they like their two rookies, but they need weapons on offense in general. I think Dalton Kincaid's just just give Dak as many weapons as possible. We got him Brandon Cooks. Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. CeeDee Lamb's a good wide receiver core. Give him a great tight end in Dalton, okay? The best pass catching tight end in this class. There's going to be a lot of competition or a lot of conflict over whether it's Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid is the tight end one, and Michael Mayer is probably the more complete tight end. But I think what the Dallas Cowboys need is just that pure receiver tight end, and Dalton Kincaid fits that. I mean, you got a good defense. You know they do. Yes, they need D line, make like some interior D line help. But who cares if you have such an electric offense? If you have an average defense, who cares? You have good corners, you have good edge threats, you have Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons alone probably makes your defense average. Anyways, we go to the Bills, who are in a weird spot right now. They're having conflict within the team. Let's see what happens. It's a It's a strange pick because it feels like a team that needs everything but doesn't need anything. Like, I feel like they have a lot of good players at positions, but not a lot of, not, like, great players. Like, they could draft anything. And it would probably improve their team. But at the same time, this is a good Bills roster. It's it's a weird spot for the Bills. And it kind of feels like BPA for the Bills. It kind of does. Now, they could use defensive back. And I... Have him mocked higher than most people. I actually, I'm not 100% sure. But I'm going to have the Bills taking Keely Ringo, who at one point was the top corner of this class. Yeah, he didn't look great against Marvin Harrison Jr., but that was literally Marvin Harrison Jr. He looked horrible against him, sorry. But everyone looked horrible against him. Yeah, he had some other issues. He's a little raw. He's just a size-speed guy. But I think he can develop into a good corner. And they do need corner. They do. It's Trey White and who else? I mean, I'm sure Bill's fan will tell me, oh, we got some great... No, no, you don't. Trey White's not even on the field that much. Whew. Anyways, Bengals. Bengals on the clock. Picked up Orlando Brown in free agency, which was, I thought was great signing, even though they gave him a bag. I don't know what they're doing with Loyola Collins. I don't know if he's like, going to be on the team. He might be cut. At this moment, I think he's still on the team. He's just injured, so keeping that in mind, it's a hard pick. It's a hard pick. They lost both their safeties too, but I'm not like Brian Branch is off the board. You know, he's not true safety. It's a really hard pick. I'm gonna stick to like just what feels like their downfall every year with O' so I'm gonna go Anton Harrison. Yeah, they might have Leo Collins, but it's just nice to have another guy, Anton Harrison. And he's a swing tackle, Anton Harrison, so he could go wherever someone's not. Like, if Leo Collins is not healthy, start the year, he can play tackle. And then if they're both healthy, fuck it, throw him somewhere else, right? Or he can just sit behind one of them until they get injured, because they're going to get injured, or Leo Collins will get injured, or will be bad. It's never, it's never bad have, to have O line depth, and maybe they try to move him to an interior O line spot. Maybe he's not that bad there, but who knows? Here comes another weird spot or a weird pick for me. It's the Saints. Like, what the fuck are the Saints doing? I don't know. And it's a weird spot because they're Derek Carr quarterback. Their O lines, eh. Their uh, weapons are good, I guess, with Olave and Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas will have a decent bounce back here. By no means be anywhere close to what he was prior, but it's a hard spot. Their defense is not horrible, but it's not great. I think they could go corner here. They could just go BPA. I'm going to have them go, drumroll please, Michael Mayer it's a strange pick, right, you know, tight end, like, they got a lot of needs, but I like Michael Merritt in the Saints. he feels like a saint, <laughs> uh, I know I'd, I'd be saying that a lot, like, I have a feel about a player where, like, he feels like a saint, he feels like a, uh, who else did I say that for, like, I said Will Levis feels like a buck, Jordan and feels like a giant, Michael Merritt feels like a saint, and he's a good run blocker, they love their run blockers, right, and They like versatile players it seems like so Michael Mayer. Hey It'll probably be pretty good <laughs> You can't go wrong with Michael Mayer right at that point. He is the best place player available on the board. So shit. Why not? Now we're at the Eagles here who um When Lucas Van Ness at uh, pick 10 In a weird spot, right? Because he's like oh, what do they really need? I Think they need that third receiver. He's still on the board. A player I really like, although I'm not going to say he's going to be elite or anything, but I'm going to have Zay Flowers go to the Eagles. It's never bad to stack wide receiver talent. And yeah, I'm not saying they're stacking wide receiver talent. They only have two receivers, really, but they're elite. And then you're getting the third receiver who's really good, especially a guy like Zay Flowers who can move to literally any position, like any wide receiver position. He can play slot. He can play outside. He's a burner. He's a burner. He's run the middle of the field, like you can do it all at the way to He's position. A little small. Who cares? Who cares? He gets hit a couple times. Maybe he gets injured. You still have two great red receivers. This is kind of a low risk, high reward situation for the Eagles. I love it. I love Zay Flowers. He goes to the Eagles. Now we're sitting here at thirty one with the Chiefs. Uh this will be quick for me. It's gonna be Miles Murphy. He kinda of fell a lot off fell a lot for me in this draft. And it's just kinda of what happened. Still great talent. I mean, there was a time when he was a top five projected pick. So, you know, Miles Murphy, they need D-line. Everyone needs D-line. So, Miles Murphy. Then we get back to the Steelers on the clock at pick 32. This was the Bears pick. I traded for Chase Claypool. I hate my life. Uh, They went <sighs> Darnell Wright in the first round. And then I'm going to have him sit here and take a position need that a lot of people have been mocking. It's going to be corner. It's going to be Cam Smith for me. I know Manuel Forbes is probably higher on people's draft board, but I'm not a huge fan of the size. Like, yeah, he's a great corner. He had great tape. But if he can't tackle, and if he gets hit hard and he gets injured, it's not worth it. Cam Smith has, although had a rougher year this 2022, he had a great 2021, and you can't overlook that. You can't overlook his, his ball skills, and his ability to kind of move around the field. I think Cam Smith will fit in well. He feels like a Steeler. That's it. All right, pick 33. Texans back on the clock with Bryce Young and Jackson Smith. At pick 33, I'm going to have them take Will McDonald out of Iowa State, some edge help to just help their overall pretty abysmal defensive line. But it improves. It improves with Will McDonald, and I think he's possibly a first-round talent, and you're still getting him at the top of the second round, and you're probably pretty happy about it. All right. On to the Cardinals. Pick 34 went Will Anderson Jr. in the first round, and I'm going to have them take... Uh we'll go Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah, yeah, that's right because they lost Byron Murphy and I don't even know who their corners are anymore. I, like, I'm so lost on who they're starting. They need corner bad. Emmanuel Forbes is still a really good prospect despite his size. Great tape. So he's still gonna go up the board. I mean, I'm, I'm a believer in in players just being good football players and not having to be these, like, six three two ten running a four three like I believe good football players are good football players which is a stupid statement to say out loud but I believe in Emmanuel Forbes even though I just talked a little bit shit on him even though I said Cam Smith is probably my preferred choice Emmanuel Forbes is still gonna be a good football player. On pick thirty five for the Colts they went Anthony Richardson pick one they need O line help obviously DeWan Jones is sitting there for them so DeWan Jones to the Colts Easy pick on the Grams who need a lot, but I still think with Matt Stafford, a healthy Matt Stafford, people are counting Matt Stafford out. I don't think he should be counted out at all. He's still a good quarterback. But that's not the point. They are sitting here and need a lot on defense, it feels, especially because they just got rid of uh, 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 Jalen Ramsey. But, I mean, that. Manny Forbes going off the board is rough for them. feels like that's where the corner kind of group kind of ends for me, for the top tier corners. So I'm going to have them taking the best player available on defense. And for me, for me, that's going to be, sorry, I'm thinking, it's going to be Felix Enidike Uzama. Just a good edge guy. Again, I'm not going to go crazy into these second-round picks. If you really want to know more about the player, look that up on your own terms. I'll give you a brief info why I think they're a good fit, and then I'm out, right? All right, Seahawks on the clock. Pick 37. Took Jalen Carter. Wait, no. They took Tyree Wilson and Kalijah Ansi. Heavy defense. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have them... Kind of go to their other need, which is all O-line. They got two good rookies last year. But that's only two. You need five. So, that being said. Uh, Steve Via. I was thinking about those centers, those like, trio of centers that are all pretty good. But I'm going to have him go to the true guard and take Stephen Via. He's a good fan. He's a guard. They need a guard. That's That's all I'm going to write about it. Uh here we go. Raiders pick 38 went uh they went a the corner, Christian Gizas. They got a lot of needs. And I'm gonna have them hitting D-line here. I like Mozzie Smith. He could be a potential first rounder. But he's gonna fall in the lap of Vegas, and they're gonna take him gladly. They're gonna get more help on defense to help out offense. That's got a lot of talent and josh jacobs and Devontae adams so that you know they can put up points just with those two players alone they just need a defense to help them out i think lizzie smith can do that panthers on the clock they on the clock after trade-up the number one and taking cj stroud they picked up a lot of weapons miles sanders adam thielen dj chark was it yeah they picked up dj chark but i'm not sure uh they could still use some help they also picked up Von Bell. Still use some help on the offense. Josh Downs is a kind of could be a pick here, but Demon's kind of going to run slot for them, I feel like. DJ Truck kind of a burner, so it's kind of hard to say Jalen Hyatt's a need for them. So I'm going to just hit their other need with the edge, and I'm going to have them go in BJ O'S. Water. They need a guy opposite of Brian Burns, which will free up Brian Burns, too. It's just an overall win. It can pick up an edge for them. They just need another guy out there with Brian Burns, so it's not all focused on him. Uh Here we go with the Saints again. It's a uh, it's a shit show for the Saints, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like a BPA every time they get on the board. So that's exactly what's going to happen. And Adetomiwea Adebouare at, a, at a Northwestern. Welcome to the Saints. Pick 40. Now we have Jets with back-to-back picks, which is from the Elijah Moore trade. They went tackle. Yep, they went Broderick Jones first round. One of these picks, I know for sure, I'm gonna make that right now. They pick 42 and 43. 42 for me is gonna be Trenton Simpson, who is my linebacker one in this class. Although he's not a lot of people's linebacker ones, I believe in his talent as a you know, I believe in him. Any linebacker. CJ Mosley, I don't really know how much he's got left in him. So they hit linebacker. This team doesn't have a crazy amount of holes. It's like QB is the big hole, right? But, you know, you're thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to be there eventually. <coughs> they got wide receivers now with McCole Hardman, uh, Garrett Wilson, and Corey Davis. It's like you don't really need to go there either. You just went linebacker. You just hit tackle. So, he's still on the board for me. It's a weird pick, considering they have C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. But this is a tight end that doesn't do the same thing as those guys. And he can be a better pass catcher with some work. It's Darnell Washington. He's a great prospect. He's huge. He can run. He's a great blocker. That's the thing. He's basically a sixth lineman out there. And Brees Hall's going to love that pick. He's going to be like, shit, I got six linemen all the time so it's it's a great pick darnell washington and oh i'm stupid pick 41 was the titans and then it was these two jets picks so pick 41 which was actually going to be josh downs so, okay, Josh Downs goes to the Titans. Sorry, I've skipped over the Titans. It's such a stupid-ass team. Josh Downs goes to the Titans, then Trent Simpson, Darnell Washington. I'm sorry. My mistake. I don't... I'm not sorry. It's the Titans. I don't really care that much. They pick up a wide receiver to help them out. It's not just Traylon Burks against the world anymore. I don't know what they're doing. They need a wide receiver. Just give them a wide receiver. And then, after Josh Downs, pick 42 will be Trent Simpson, pick 43. Will be Darnell Washington, and now we get the pick forty-four for the Falcons, and they took Devin Witherspoon with their first-round pick. Now they need Edge. This is a guy I personally like a lot at a Georgia Tech. It's Keon White. They just need another Edge, Keon White. He's a he's a great size, speed guy. He's just going to be an, an, a classic edge rusher with some power. He's going to sit here at pick 45 or 44. It might be a little high for him, but I I like him better than, uh, than Thule. Andre Carter's got a lot of strange things going on. We don't even know if he's going to play. And then Isaiah Foskey is the other guy of uh, this is like the next edge wave of edge rushers. But I like Keon White the best. They need an edge. They're going to take what they need. This team is a quarterback away, in my opinion. The Falcons, by the way. Because they have the best. Possibly the best offensive lineman in the league, in Chris Lindstrom. So, on to the Packers at pick forty-five, he kind of just falls into their lap for me. They go edge rusher to start, and then Jalen Hyatt is sitting here at forty-five for them, and you know they need a wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt's a possible first-round receiver. They're gonna not gonna have to think twice about it. Take Jalen Hyatt. Give Jordan Love some weapons, and then we get to forty-six with the new England Patriots they're a weird team they're not fully committed on Mac Jones and I'm going to make a weird pick here because I know this this Patriots team is weird they like to do weird things this is for me this pick right here Hendon Hooker to the Patriots mark my words don't mark it Hendon Hooker to the Patriots he will be their starting quarterback whenever he's healthy and then we get the 47 with the Washington Commanders. I'm going to have the first one of those trio of centers come off the board. For me, it's John Michael Schmitz. It's pick your poison. It could be Schmitz. It could be Wiper. It could be Titman. Who cares? They're good interior offensive linemen, whether or not they place that or not. On to the next one, we have the... Detroit Lions, who went with Jalen Carter and Brian Branch. Two just defensive studs, in my opinion. Now, looking to improve that offense, you got to get a little bit more weapons. You didn't retain DJ Chark. You still have Amon Ross and Brown. You still have Jameson Williams. It's a good time for a tight end. I think we're going to take the guy the higher upside. It's Luke Musgrave for me. I mean, what can I say? He's a vertical threat. He's fast. He's big. He's going to just be a good weapon for them. You can't have too many weapons. I will reiterate that as much as possible. You can't have too many weapons. And then we get to the Steelers back on the clock at pick 49. Another team that's kind of hard, but this pick is easier for me. It's going to be a linebacker pick. It's going to be my linebacker 2 off the board in Jack Campo. Had a great combine. Had a great tape. He should be really good. He should be really good. Got to work on his downhill tackling, but besides that, he's a pretty polished player. Fits well into the Steelers offense with Miles Jack. I actually don't know if Miles Jack is still there, but I think he is. And with the Bucks back on the board at 50, that was like an auction, I am going to have them go offensive line, and it's going to be... white for me. He'll probably slide out to guard with... Jensen at center? I think. They did they, they lose... Shaq Mason, who I think was on that team. Might not be. But I know they lost a guard. I know they lost Ali Marpet last year. So, they go guard here. Stack up that all O-line for uh, Will Levis. So, on with the Dolphins pick at pick 51. Uh, I'm going to have them jump all over that final big interior offensive line prospect and Joe Tittman. They need O-line to protect Tua because if he takes one more hit, he might die. And I'm not even kidding. Or he might at least be just sitting at like like where he needs care from like aid. Well, I can't think of the name of that, but it's where old people go when they like can't do shit for themselves. You know what I'm talking about. Tua might be that after this next year. Give him an offensive lineman to at least maybe keep him alive a little bit longer. Seahawks back on the board again. God damn. Uh I had to go Mazzy Smith, right? No. I then go Steve Avilla, Tyree Wilson, They got a lot already. They're going to come into this draft with a lot of players after making the playoffs. Um, they got good linebackers, kind of. Uh, this is a hard pick. It's a hard pick, but um, I know what I'm going to go here. Their corner room is good, but not great. Freakable and was a great, great breakout, like rookie for them. But I'm gonna take have them take Tyreek Stevenson. I mean, I probably let him fall a little bit far. Not really though. But Tyreek Stevenson heads on over to the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's an outside corner. What can I say? I pick 53 of the Bears. Baltimore's pick. Uh, I am a Bears fan. So this is definitely not me just, like, projecting. But this is Jameer Gibbs. You can't see me. My hands are up. I'm sorry. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is a great fit in Chicago. I think they need a receiving back. I think they need a speed guy. They don't have a speed guy or a receiving guy in their back room. They need a receiving guy. Jameer Gibbs is one of the better receiving running back prospects in a while. They need that for uh, Fields think they got offensive line just stack offense fuck a defense right I don't think there's a good enough defensive prospect here where you're like ah, I'm gonna take him I think you can still get a good defensive line prospect down the board and you're not down the board that much you're down the board six picks and then you have another pick and like five picks so it's I'm not that worried about getting D-line or going D-line at 53 because I think you can get D-line at 61 and or 64 which we won't be doing that pick but I guess I can I can do it it's just only one pick after, and I'm a Bears fan, so we'll see. Pick 54 for the Chargers, but Bijan, of course, in the first round. Part of me wants to just say if the Chargers are shit at drafting, they're gonna take Kayshawn butt, but they probably won't. They need corner. This guy's not like a good boundary corner, but I think he's still a good player. I know he's falling down boards a lot lately, but Antonio Johnson. The Chargers feels right. I think the Seattle they just retired, so we can also just play safety. And then Lions on the board again. Holy shit. Luke Musgrave. Uh Brian Branch, Jalen Carter. What else does this team need? Holy shit. Like it's it's a pretty good team already. How much do they need? How much? Uh it's a weird pick for me, but I'm uh, gonna have Tank Dell. Had a bad combine. I really didn't enjoy watching Tank Dell the combine, but I think his tape speaks for himself. I think his combine might have just been nerves. You know, he's a little bit smaller. He didn't run as fast as people thought he would for a guy that size. But he led college football receiving for a reason. He's no bum. They lost to Jichark. They don't. There's no certainty among Jameson Williams because, although he came back last year and looked pretty good. There's no certainty he's going to be great. Or even be serviceable. Tank Dallas is another weapon for them. After taking Brian Branch and Jalen Carter. Which is already two of the better prospects in this draft. And here we are at Jaguars. Who went with offensive line in the first pick. Their first round pick. Osiris Torrance. Who I thought fit very well for them. I think they sit here. And go. Fuck it. We all. Give me Tula Thule Tula USC. You know what I'm talking about. Pick 56 is too Pick 57 for the Giants. You know, they are an interesting team. Just gave Daniel Jones an absolute bag. They're in need of a linebacker. Let's just not think about it and give them one. Drew Sanders, head on over. Pick 58. With the Dallas Cowboys, they went tight end the first time with Dalton McCade. I think they can tackle the defensive side a little bit now, and that for me is going to be Dayon Henley out of Washington State, the last linebacker in the Miami like, linebacker tiers. I think they get worried. With Sanders just went, you know, they got to get that linebacker, which can also. Kind of help them keep Micah Parsons on the edge, where I think he's the best. We'll see. With the Bills on the clock. Again, weird team. You don't ever really know what the fuck's going on with them and what they're going to do. I went corner. I think I went Keeley Ringo. I'll check to make sure, just because I can. Yeah, I went Keeley Ringo. So pick 59. Where do I want them going? Cody Mock not think about it too hard. Have them go and Cody Mock. They always need offensive line. Just give him Cody Mock. Keep Josh Allen safe. Bengals on the board. Don't have Hayden Hurst anymore. Gave them, off a, gave them a line already. Yeah, they lost defensive backs. Who cares? Keep them that tight end. Sam Laporta head on over to the Bengals. Now with the Bears back on the clock. It's a weird spot. I'm going to have them go... Isaiah Foskey This is all edge prospect They need edge Give them edge like They need all them, Every spot of defensive line To be honest Anywhere is an improvement <clears throat> Eagle's back on the clock Again I'll have him go corner You know he, James Bradbury And Darius Slay aren't, aren't really young bucks Julius Brents is a good athlete He's going to learn He's going to be serviceable Now with the Chiefs back on the clock after going with Mouse Murphy. Let's have him take that last good tackle off the board. I kind of had tackles fall in this draft a little bit. But overall, I think all the offensive linemen that I think are decent in this draft all went kind of in the first two rounds, which I think will happen. And then, like I said, I'm just going to talk about that 3-1 out of Chicago. Uh, It'll probably be... Another D lineman, maybe Derek Hall, maybe Keanu Benton, and that's where I'm. That's where I'm looking. I feel like they just have to go D line after not addressing it heavily in free C- agency. Yeah, they got Andrew Billings, who's I think a solid, but we don't really know. We don't have a huge sample size. Same thing with the Marcus God. I'm blanking on his name. Guy from the Titans had decent year last year. PFF loves him. You should be fine. I think if they get an edge rusher. They're not, like... It's not the worst edge rushing crew in the league anymore. (laughs) It's probably still the worst D-line, like, interior D-line group in the league. So we'll see. But that is my two-round mock. I guess I'll just quickly go over the two rounds very fast. Just, if anyone wants to skip to the end, or if, I guess, no one would know, unless I put in a timestamp, pick, I'll just go... Pick by pick, this will be in order of the players drafted CJ Shroud, Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr., Anthony Richardson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, Devon Weatherspoon, Peter Skronowski, Lucas Van Ness, Paris Johnson Jr., JSN, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter, Nolan Smith, Deontay Banks, Darnell Wright, Brian Branch, Will Levis, Kalajik B. Bijan, Quentin Johnson, Brian Percy Cyrus Torrance, Jordan Addison, Dalton Kincaid, Healy Ringo, Anton Harrison, Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers, and Miles Murphy are your first round selections in this mock draft that was in order if you want to know what team was which because I don't want to say each team there's no trades so you can go look at the order and then match them up how you please but there's not a chance in hell that anyone made it this far because no one makes it this far guys I'm going to get some shit off my mind because I know I know no one made it this far I'm enjoying doing these podcasts so far I am I have been meaning to get some guests on the show, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just going to be me solo, because this hasn't been that successful. The first episode was somewhat successful, the Bears Overview, because it was the first one, and it gets a lot more attention when it's the first one, because it gets pinged to more people, Yada yada yada. so I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. I wanted to hit three episodes at least. That was kind of a milestone for me, just to like follow through with something. So yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna continue doing this. These might be taken off podcasts and be transitioned to a YouTube channel, possibly. It's possible, but I don't have a webcam. And is someone really going to look at me go through a mock draft and just like look at someone scrolling through a mock draft and top Who knows? I need to get a better mic if I want to really continue this. So I don't know. Guys, if anyone made it, this might be my last episode. Let me know if it shouldn't be. I don't know how you'd let me know unless you actually knew me. It's, it's a somber ending, right? It's a bittersweet ending. You know, we got to the mock draft, but I'm like sitting here like, oh, this might be the end. And I'm not like sad about it. It's just. I don't know if I have time to do something that like gives me no gain whatsoever, especially since even the people who I like want to see it don't make it farther than ten minutes or farther than like five minutes to an episode. I might be wrong and they might laugh in my face and text me like what the fuck was the end of that new podcast? Who knows? But if I was a betting man, probably not. But I'm more making these for myself. It's kinda just it's for it's for me, right? Well, with that weird ending, that's the mock draft. Next episode, if there is one, will be that top ten receivers I've been talking about since episode one. But I want to do the top ten receivers with these two people who need to get on the podcast. Because it'd be a lot of fun to hear it back. That's all. Like It'd just be fun to like listen back to the conversation. Because the conversation goes off the rails most of the time. We'll see uh that's all for me. Deuces.